0: I'm Maddie.
1: And I'm Ryan. And welcome to a the mutant show. Mutant
0: Ages. A <laughs> <That> show. <thing. laughs> Sorry, I already interrupted you. I really thought you were going to say The Mutant Ages, but then you were like, Welcome I was. to a show. And then you well, paused.
1: Surprise. <laughs> this is the show. You have to guess what it is. Back when
0: I mean, congrats, I guess. That was pretty impressive.
1: Anyway, today we're talking about Magneto.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We are, because this is a show where we rewatch every single animated episode of X-Men, from Pride of the X-Men to, I don't know, how far we'll get.
1: (laughs) I really do hope we at least make it to evolution, because there's just some comedy goals in there. There's
0: so much good stuff there, but we'll, we'll get there in a year. Anyway, until then... We are on the first Magneto episode of X-Men the Animated Series, and it's called Enter Magneto.
1: Yep, surprisingly it's called I Enter Magneto. It's shocking. It's shocking. A shocking title. It also happens to feature Magneto. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were expecting that.
0: I was expecting it because we hyped it up on this show like 60 times. We were like, Ah! episode three, Magneto's coming. Don't worry, guys. I'm
1: sure about the time that it hits Twitter, too, we'll have already hyped it up additionally. Mm-hmm, so,
0: mm-hmm. we got a lot of time to hype it up. All okay. right. So,
1: recapping what's been going on in the wonderful universe of the X Men. So, in the first couple of episodes, Night of the Sentinels, a young mutant, Jubilee, was kidnapped by the mutant control agencies where they essentially tortured her for answers. And giant robots flew around the United States that not that many people noticed <laughs> and battled the X Men. The mm-hmm. X Men freed Jubilee and the creators of the sentinel program got away and jubilee joined the x-men but not after the x-men lost their teammate morph because he literally dies yeah he's
0: gone guys
1: beast was taken prisoner spoilers (laughs) oh my god
0: <laughs> Beast was taken prisoner. Nobody,
1: nobody knows what's coming because this movie this no TV show ever just seen came this out.
0: Before we're doing these recaps live from 1992. God yeah, wish.
1: <laughs> I mean, I wish too. I'd collect some pogs right now.
0: Also, we would be children, and these would probably be even better. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. It would be probably worse. be
1: just. It would probably be like any of our home movies where we're screaming <laughs> at the camera for like 45 minutes and dropping you know,
0: shit, yeah. throwing yeah. the phone
1: across the house. We weren't uh, very
0: good at podcasting back then. We weren't, Anyway. I don't
1: know if we're good at it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Beast is kidnapped. He's in a cell at the Mutant Control Agency, or at least like at a facility that's associated with them, which is weird because the Mutant Control Agency got shut down.
1: It's also really weird because I thought he was still a prisoner where uh, Gyric had him, but apparently yeah. he's just in a thing that they, they're calling it Mutant Prison.
0: Yeah, he's just in prison now, I guess. <laughs>
1: no, 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 not any prison. Mutant, mutant prison. prison.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> it's mutant prison.
1: Mutant prison. But
0: it's not a very good protection against mutants because a mutant breaks him out. But whatever. For, before we get to that, we can say. I mean, um, that's not
1: really well thought out on the humans' it's behalf not. there. Well, whatever. It's not
0: because how would you even create a prison that could guard against all possible mutant powers? You couldn't do that because there's like infinite potential powers and some well, of them are actually useful and some aren't really. So They would have
1: to hire Emma Frost, but she would never do that job because she wants all the mutants to be free. But
0: anyway, should be my um, top
1: pick. Beast has been captured and he's in jail and he's reading Animal, animal Farm.
0: farm. i'm glad that you noticed that too yeah i did because i was like what does this symbolize and i'm gonna say nothing because animal farm is i think it's actually a good book i read it as an adult i didn't have to do it as a signed reading in school so that's probably why i actually enjoyed it it's about it's a criticism of communism's transformation into a dictatorship so it's not necessarily just a criticism of communism it's sort of like what happens when you try to have an activist movement and it becomes totalitarian? So I think maybe you could extrapolate something about Magneto from that, but it's kind of a reach.
1: Yes, but I'm gonna point out, <laughs> and I know that you like this episode, but it's also going to be all over the place. So get ready for it that. listeners because this is didn't like, like
0: this episode. But no, I did. it was
1: like pride of the X-Men level of trying to pay attention, which isn't great. And there's some of the same themes there too. but yeah,
0: I thought it was. Easier to follow than Pride of the X-Men. I, I mean, personally. I agree with
1: that. But one of these things is that in every single scene, Beast is like, oh, just going to catch up on my reading. And every single time he has like a different novel and is quoting different <laughs> novels. So if we're going to extrapolate <laughs> a lot of anything quotes. here. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Shakespeare happening.
0: Yeah. The Shakespeare's later on. For the moment, we're just sticking with George Orwell. <laughs> so... Then what happens in this scene is that the guards start shit-talking Beast.
1: Yeah, they're like, look at that mutant trying to read.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so are we saying that mutants can't read? Because that's not a thing. Well, it's
1: kind of like...
0: (sighs) They're making fun of Beast specifically because he looks weird and he looks like an animal. Right, he's like like an ape or whatever. And they're
1: like, oh, he's like just a giant monkey. Mm -hmm. That also happens to be blue.
0: Right, but Beast sort of overcompensates for his appearance by, like, putting on this affectation of, like, a very effete intellectual. Like, that's how I've always interpreted his character, as being like, I look like an animal, so I'm going to go really far the other way and try as hard as I can to be respectable so that people will respect me. But it never works. Well, that I mean, is, that's the problem with his whole life, right? That I is mean-
1: exactly what Stanley was going for with that character. Because, fun fact, I watched this last night as well, but... Uh, Pizza Hut did a promotion with the animated series and they released some of the special VHS edition tapes of the episodes, of the first few episodes, Uh, and they also came with bonus footage of, like, Stanley and a bunch of other creators talking about these characters Stanley very specifically said that he loved Beast because he was so big and bulky and scary and ape-like, but he wanted him to be very, like, like quirky and on point and smart and well-spoken to like offset the b-side and this is before he was blue so Mm -hmm. so you're you're right about that that's exactly what the character was written for so just want to let you know also so if you guys want to find them you can find these videos on youtube (laughs) google (laughs) x-men pizza hut vhs and they get little bonuses there it's better than spider-man So,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's a reference to the Kitty Pride episode, which you can go back and listen to, I guess. Um, If you want to. So I I thought these guards were being ridiculously mean to Beast, but they're about to get their comeuppance because yep. uh, Magneto shows up. But we don't know it's Magneto at first. No, we just,
1: we just hear a bunch of explosions and everybody's running away screaming, and Beast is just sitting there like reading his book. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. He thinks it's Wolverine though, and he's like, oh, "I love Wolverine, that, always so impulsive." And I'm like, "Aw, Beast thinks Wolverine's gonna rescue him, but no, it's no, not Wolverine."
1: Uh, well, we don't even see Magneto yet. Because Because first the guards are running away and all their like suits are coming off.
0: Yeah, this was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a
1: guy who gets pantsed like telepathically by Magneto.
0: Pulls off the metal from all these guys' uniforms, including this guy's belt, so his pants fall down. It's It's like like a a reminder that I
1: know. It's like just so you know, kids also watch this show. Yeah, Uh,
0: it's. It's strange. But and I also, mean, I don't know I what
1: <laughs> what are these costumes the soldiers are wearing? They look like RoboCop.
0: <laughs> they do. They, they're wearing a lot of metal, which is unfortunate for going up against Magneto.
1: I guess at this point, Magneto hadn't made an appearance, so they wouldn't know he was coming.
0: Right. They wouldn't. But anyway, he, he floats up. He's in his little electromagnetic sphere and he breaks through the wall which is made out of stone and not metal not explained but i guess he like pulls metal out of it and that makes a hole in the wall sure this
1: happens a lot in this (laughs) where he's controlling some rocks
0: yeah (laughs) and so then he gets in and beast sees him and is like oh we don't know each other but you're controlling metal so you must be magneto
1: yep Uh, and
0: magneto takes off his shackles but beast doesn't want to go with him because Beast wants to go to trial because he believes that if he obeys the human system, then people will respect mutants.
1: We'll see if that works out. And Magneto <laughs> is pissed off because Beast points out that Charles Xavier taught him this. Yeah. And Magneto goes, Charles Xavier, he left you to rot in jail?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Magneto is like completely flummoxed that beast wants to work with xavier so we get that xavier and magneto knew each other we don't know their stupid backstory yet that part of the episode i agree is bad we'll get there uh, in a second yeah well we're, we're pretty for the close moment, for the moment it's still it's still like a cool version of magneto i liked this magneto scene because what happens next is magneto is destroying all of these tanks and we don't see him killing anybody. He's just using his powers to destroy tanks and, like, float around and be cool. And he's like, humans are never going to respect you, and you shouldn't be trying he's to work within He's actually monologuing your...
1: a lot.
0: Yeah, but I didn't mind what he was saying. Um, And I, I thought he was right here, because we've already seen the guards disrespecting Beast and being like, you're a stupid mutant, and, you know, putting him in mutant jail. And also, the trial isn't going to go well. Um. But Magneto's basically pointing out that like Beast may as well have escaped here because he doesn't have a fair shot. No, humans. he doesn't.
1: He doesn't. And even as Magneto's tearing apart the tanks and stuff, you know, he's saying things like, Our mutant powers make us superior. The humans mm-hmm. need to be crushed, and I have yeah. the power to do it. I, I'm going to say, I do appreciate... Magnetios. Magneto's
0: (laughs) Magnetios.
1: Magneto. He's the
0: Magneto cereal. (laughs) Magnetios.
1: I would eat those. You know me and my cereal. Uh, So basically, I I like his long, drawn out speeches in this because they're just like, it's kind of like. He still has that voice for Pride of the X-Men, except it's mm-hmm. a little less ridiculous, but he's still doing a lot of this type of like a punctuation. What's that that's not the word I'm looking for? Enunciation. Uh enunciation
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alphabation. I do, I do like his voice actor. I actually don't know who it is, but it's like it's a good blend of like serious gravitas for the moments when you're like huh maybe magneto has a point and then he like starts getting warbly and crazy during the moments when you're like oh okay magneto's killing people maybe that part's bad yeah he's he seems a a little confused
1: he's like magneto's a little emo just a little Uh, I, i i i've always like thrown off by how they animate his powers because i guess i mean even in the movies, they have this problem. It's like, how do you animate this in a way to make people understand that metal's turning around? So they just put him in big like orbs that have mm-hmm. like electricity spinning around him. Yeah, so we get to see a lot not of that.
0: Really, a magnet? It's like electricity, and that's not what a magnet looks like. A luxtrido. Yeah, but. <laughs> Storm has that power, not uh, Magneto. Storm so. has some
1: interesting powers in this as well.
0: <laughs> I know, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so I like this Magneto monologue. It's, it's a great way to set up the character. I do it, too. It's debatable I think... as to whether the rest of the episode does a good job of setting that up, but I like this intro for him, and I liked that he was trying to save Beast because it establishes him as a character who isn't necessarily a bad guy, doesn't necessarily right. want to kill the X-Men. He wants the X-Men to be on his side.
1: And it's very similar to Pride of the X Men, where he was approaching Kitty Pride with a very similar speech, tel- trying to get, like, woo Kitty over. He's trying to mm-hmm. do the same thing to beast here being like you should join me you should you're not going to be treated fairly they have already locked you up in a cell like yeah let's get out of here the
0: difference is that this one is like longer and better written yeah i like- agree
1: <laughs> i think i think this whole opening is pretty good but yeah i don't For know how i feel five about minutes
0: i was like i don't know why ryan didn't like this episode i'm really enjoying it so far but then we get a scene that isn't good <laughs>
1: and- we get we get a couple of them yeah but so anyway after magneto floats away like Ha 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 ha! I am mm-hmm. We get we flash over to Xavier, who's on Cerebro. All oh, right, no, he wasn't on Cerebro yet. I just made that up. He's, but he's just watching TV. He's watching a video of the news and Jubilee's <laughs> standing there and goes, "Wow, ha, graphics!"
0: Because Jubilee thinks a video of the news is. A video game, like, is I mean, stupid. I don't. She may
1: have also just thought it was a movie because he put in a videotape and didn't explain what it was. So I, I guess? mean, there's that. She's also <laughs> yeah. eating an ice cream cone, she like is. in the danger room. Whatever. She's
0: a teenager. She doesn't play by the <laughs> rules.
1: I mean, now it just makes me want some ice cream, but whatever.
0: I mean, when don't I want ice cream? So anyway, um, Xavier's like, no, this is the news. Also, see that guy who's floating around in an orb? He used to be my boyfriend. Let me tell you the story. Oh, yeah. This is where this
1: starts. (laughs) The ongoing on and off again relationship. Romance. Yeah, the romance between Xavier and Magneto. But they just can't agree on, like
0: politics and activism what they're gonna
1: eat for dinner where they're gonna go for valentine's (laughs) day
0: couple stuff just classic disagreements magneto
1: brings xavier some roses and he goes damn it i only like daffodils and then they cry
0: Mm -hmm. but then they kiss because they're like mad but they're still into each other kind of i'm like Wolverine's like peering around the corner sorry (laughs) (laughs) so magneto's name in this is magnus as opposed to eric Oh, Which
1: is weird. Oh, you're gonna be even more thrown off because those are neither of his real names. So,
0: I don't think Magnus is his real name, but because it's two on the nose, like okay. <laughs> his name is Magneto, and his fake name that he invents for himself, at least for the purposes of this backstory, is Magnus, right? But yeah, so. Magnus and Charles Xavier are pals and they both work at a hospital. I As wasn't entirely clear on what Xavier did at this hospital. He
1: walked around because he was walking then. It's it's not. Sometimes he's walking. Sometimes he's not. We never they really don't know. don't explain
0: that. He's nope. walking in this hospital. He's walking back.
1: and he goes over and he's saying that they were doctors in a hospital where he healed people by using his telepathic powers, yeah, which makes I zero sense. Really I mean
0: I had some questions about that specifically. I wish...
1: If we could just heal people's mental and physical issues with just like, you know, having Xavier touch you in the head and be yeah. like, I'm in your head. And then like, How you're cured come of all Xavier diseases. Xavier
0: doesn't ever use that power again. And like, what is that power? He can heal people of what right. exactly? But also, like,
1: why is Matt that magneto there like why are either of yeah, them is there? Magneto
0: <laughs> using his powers to do in a hospital that's not explained and also just by the way neither of these characters is doctors in the comics like that's not a thing oh my at god all. so anyway i
1: guess i guess these are victims from uh, what's supposed to be germany but in this they don't want to talk they about nazis say, or germany yeah. so they just keep god. on being like from magneto's home country a and small so, country
0: that was overrun by a mysterious army, I think is how they put it. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, how about you just fucking say what it is? But okay, I, X-Men, I, Well, it's mysterious. interesting
1: at this point, because they're like, we, we better dance around this, but we're going to kill know, some right? characters on screen. Yeah. So anyway, so the mysterious army shows up.
0: They don't look like Nazis. They don't no, look, they, they, they they don't look,
1: look like anything. They just they look, look like... They look
0: like weird Robocops again, actually. They look kind of like cyberpunky.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And then, so the Robocops, you know, come in and they're like, oh, we're going to, like, take all these victims. And Magneto and Xavier are like, no! And it doesn't really explain how they get them out of the hospital because it just cuts to them with some of the patients in the yeah, woods they somewhere. they
0: escape with some of the patients, but not all of them. And I think they even say that. They're like, we managed to escape with some patients. And they're, like, in the woods by a fire. Yep. But then the robot. RoboCops still find them.
1: And the RoboCops are like, we killed all the other ones. And Xavier's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And so that Magneto's like... I guess Xavier and Magneto reveal to each other their powers in this moment, because Xavier... Mm-hmm. I don't, ex- I don't understand what he does. Coincidentally,
0: these two mutants met each other, were friends, never revealed to each other that they had mutant powers. Never revealed both were that they weren't doctors. U- <laughs> never- <laughs> both were doctors for some fucking reasons. Re- both lived in Germany, a place Xavier didn't live, <laughs> and then both escaped maybe the nazis who knows together and oh, then like finally the told each other by the way i'm a mutant and then they both like attacked the robo nazis with their mutant powers well
1: as far as i could tell magneto crushed them by pulling some rocks off with his magnetic magnetic powers off of some cave and i mean i guess there could be like ore and metal in there but yeah, like,
0: yeah. i guess we're doesn't make a assume... lot of sense
1: but next to him xavier's just like Holding his fingers to his head, and is and like,
0: glowing.
1: I, well, I mean, but Magnus is like, wow. I guess you have powers too. But like in that situation, <laughs> he's just holding his fingers to his head. I know. He could have just been like, I have a really bad migraine right now.
0: Like, what is it? How is he showing what his powers are?
1: I don't know. Oh, whatever.
0: It goes on exa- really quickly. Yeah.
1: Xavier yeah. turns around. He's like, now that our powers are revealed. <laughs>
0: For some reason, the fact that they were both coincidentally mutants bothered me more. I was like, I don't understand how these two men even found each other.
1: Like, I don't know. They met in the woods off a of grinder. I, I don't know. Yeah, so, they met on grinder. They were both
0: quote unquote mutants. And then they found out they were both mutants in addition to being
1: mutants. mutants. And there's a great line here where Xavier goes Magnus and I revealed to each other our powers.
0: I know. Like, and I was like, of that. I "I'm was like, like, what did, did they whip
1: their dicks out of the woods? What, well, did, what did the patients <laughs> think of this? Like,
0: <laughs> I don't know. It it definitely seems super gay, and they seem like boyfriends here. But I wasn't necessarily opposed to that. I was just opposed to like the f- entire rest of the backstory that didn't make sense. Like." By all means, okay. make Magneto and Xavier gay for each other, but don't invent a weird doctor thing. <laughs>
1: I mean, they were just role-playing. This is actually, <laughs> like, a softcore porn we're watching right now. <laughs>
0: for, like, one minute. I mean, this is a brief part of the episode. Like, everything we just described is, like, a one-minute flashback that Xavier just tells Jubilee yeah, really quickly. I think we should
1: point out this is, like, two minutes in. Yeah, like, this anyway. Much- so, anyway, so... Magneto's like, look at them, they can't even trust each other, and Magneto and Xavier start fighting about their politics, but not very well because Magneto is just screaming and Xavier's like, this isn't gonna work out. (laughs)
0: Yeah, Magneto is like, look at how humans just keep fighting each other, and Xavier's like, peace is good, and it's like very black and white. I know, and then Xavier
1: turns around, and he's like, and then he became Magneto, so Magneto raises his arms, and he's in his doctor outfit, and then similar to Storm in the first episode, he just like... morphs into his Magneto costume I mean, with like a Zelda I transformation. I
0: metaphorical for the record. I like, think so this too. this was a montage, I was like willing to give that shot a pass. I wasn't interpreting that as like him literally transforming Wonder Woman style <laughs> into Magneto. <laughs> I just
1: was. But, but that I mean, has I mean,
0: happened previously on this show. That so. is
1: that is true. But I'm just imagining Magneto just like running twirling. real quick and twirling and his cape's <laughs> just like flying around and his like helmet flies off somewhere.
0: I mean, that's basically what Storm did in that other episode, but whatever. I So, I assume that that was just a montage. Yeah, we, we have him. a fun
1: montage of, like, Magneto just stomping through, like, everything. I don't His even life. know. Like, going through war. <laughs> so, then it cuts back to Xavier and Jubilee. Mm-hmm. And Xavier is like, you know, he's really worried about Magneto and him coming back and him attacking. And Jubilee is all like, well, don't worry about it, because you have the X-Men now and you can't fight all of us and then Jubilee kisses Xavier on the cheek and then fronts away with her ice cream (laughs) and and I'm like which I mean she has a point but then Xavier chooses not to send like any of his strong X-Men later so
0: well, he I don't know where the X-Men are during that scene, but we can get to that. Yeah, like,
1: Rogue and Gambit are just not here.
0: Yeah, Rogue and Gambit just blatantly aren't in this episode. They just, like, went on a <laughs> romantic vacation together that we don't see, because they're not in this episode at all. Yeah, like, Anyway, that are um,
1: Gambit's being, like, tortured by Mr. Sinister somewhere in some subplot so we'll
0: see we'll find out about that later (laughs) (laughs) so then beast gets his first day in court and it's just like a bail hearing it's not like his actual trial oh no and this Um, is great
1: too because first of all there are people outside protesting classically mm -hmm. in x-men style and then inside it's completely silent silent and everybody's just sitting there and the judge is like order order (laughs) and everyone's just (laughs) just standing there and i'm like and then he goes that's better and i'm like Dude, nobody was doing anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, Cyclops and Wolverine are there in the back of the courtroom wearing like the most ostentatious outfits. I know
1: they showed up to this court. <laughs> they came, They showed up to this trial like on a date because they're like dressed as nicely as possible and also like. like
0: where is Jean? For I all don't of this? know.
1: And Cyclops and Wolverine all like leaning into each other and like holding hands. Like, yeah, I don't know what's going on here.
0: I mean, we we think every episode of this show is gay, but this is a pretty gay episode. I like so.
1: I didn't realize Beast... how gay Wolverine was until we were watching this. So I mean, I've just assumed so from the comic books, but like. I just forgot how gay he was in this show.
0: Pretty gay. So um, Beast has a terrible lawyer.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, he has Cameron Hodge. I wanted to point that out because Cameron Hodge is a massive supervillain in the X-Men universe. And I'm going to guess that they set this up so he could later become the terrifying Cameron Hodge that we know from the comic books. But that just does not happen in this show ever yeah
0: for the moment they don't introduce i mean maybe they say his name i don't even think they say no they do is. they
1: say hodge and he looks like oh, okay, Cameron okay. hodge and uh you know uh i was like i i was surprised because i just didn't remember him even being in this show so i'm like wait what the fuck?
0: (laughs) Well, in this, his form of villainy is just like being slightly incompetent and like not really helping Beast at all, because like, basically his entire argument is like, you only arrested Beast because he's a mutant. And the judge is like, do you have any proof of that? Because that's just like a You're just screaming shit. And and you need to back it up, unfortunately. Like, even if that's true, you still need some form of evidence that it's like a hate crime or like a racially motivated crime or whatever. Okay, also
1: this trial is just like not a trial i don't I, what i don't it's know what's happening
0: well, it's just a hearing. It doesn't like, matter.
1: Like, they're both presenting their sides, but, like, none of, none of it makes sense or would hold it up in court. Make
0: sense. It doesn't It doesn't, like, follow the structure of what an actual hearing would be like at all. Because the Beast, beast lawyer gets, like, one sentence, and the judge interrupts him and is like, no, nope, that's not good enough. And he, like, doesn't get a follow-up of any oh, kind. Oh, my God. But the beast then Beast the, stands up
1: and he decides to recite From Merchant to Venice by Shakespeare. And he's just he like... Does. Which, you know... Doesn't really make sense, but all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Beast does the monologue for Merchant of Venice where he's like, you know, do if you prick me, do I not bleed? Um, and it's not really applicable here. And also, I did think it was funny that the judge was like tapping his fingers annoyedly on the desk during the monologue because <laughs> it was like indicative of the fact that even though Beast has memorized Shakespeare, he's still not going to get any respect from Uh, humans well totally
1: but also this judge is like why is this dude monologuing and eventually judge is like can you like cut to the point please
0: yeah and so then beast brings up the fact that the mutant control agency has essentially disappeared 11 mutants and like what happened to them um and then the other lawyer is like that's not relevant to this case. <laughs> and Beast is just trying to justify his criminal activity, breaking into the mutant control agency and destroying the files. And it's the mutant control agency was only trying to help mutants. And yeah, it's not relevant. So forget it. And somehow that works and beast doesn't get bail i no, guess he, and well he, he doesn't to, to jail
1: and w- once when this the crowd gets all rowdy and they start throwing actual tomatoes at beast they
0: do, they start throwing tomatoes like, at him who the
1: fuck let the three tomatoes into the I courtroom know. and also what <sighs> century is this <laughs>
0: It's 1992. And oh. by 1992, I mean 1692.
1: <laughs> we just quickly hopped into, like, the TARDIS, and we just, like, spun away, like, uh,
0: oh good, good times. So, I didn't mind it, though. I mean, like, it's very childish and on the nose, but I was like, okay, we're setting up the fact I that mean, even though Beast is, like, raising good points and, like, trying really hard to work with the system, no one's taking him seriously. Right. Like, I got it, you know? But then
1: there was that random guy... And this is, this is like, a fair point, even though, like, we're on Beast's side, but there's this guy that's just randomly screaming, What about the mutant detention center that was attacked last night? My brother right. was one of the guards, and that's where Magneto attacked. And so, like, yes. this guy obviously is sort of, I mean, we don't know if this, like, random extra is being racist or not, or if he's just like, dude, like all the guards were like horribly wounded by this mutant terrorist. Like, yeah, what about and that? and also
0: this guy, that is important to note, this guy has no way to differentiate between Magneto and the X-Men because as far as these folks are concerned, all of these mutants are just terrorist groups right. that are attacking humans and no one has any idea of the pattern yet because the X-Men are fairly new. Magneto is an established terrorist, we learn later. Um, like, he's attacked factories before. He brags about that later in the episode. So, like, as far as people are concerned, like, the Mutant Control Agency was attacked by terrorists and the humans who died were just killed by evil mutants. So, from their vantage point, it looks pretty bad. However, we know the X-Men's point of view, so... We do. It's tricky. It's tricky because we know that they were trying to help all of these other mutants who were in danger and, like, get their names away from the Mutant Control Agency, which is, like, a fucked up agency. So, what can you do?
1: Well, what happens after this is the judge kicks that guy out and then he denies his bail. And then, and Magdeo, and then Beast holds up like his copy of Crime and Punishment. And he's like, I guess I'll just be catching up on my reading. This is like his third book, by the way. I
0: know. He's like, I'll just be catching up on Dostoevsky. And I'm sorry, guys. I don't know enough about Crime and Punishment to analyze that one, but (laughs) it's probably another like political statements. i I mean sure
1: this is i think eventually it hits that point you know like as a writer when you're writing like a really super smart character that's a little nerdy on a kid's show eventually you just start like putting anything that sounds remotely smart or relevant
0: you know this show actually like tried pretty fucking hard when it came to that sure like
1: sure at least for, for now for now
0: I don't know that it matters that they tried so hard because no one other than us is Googling this shit, but (laughs) they did try, I guess, to like put in references that they thought would be applicable to like whatever political situation was. I don't know. To be fair, speaking of
1: Google, they did not have that in 1992. So this would have to be like references the writers already knew or had to like go to the library and look up.
0: I think the writers are pretty smart. I'm willing to give them credit for that. Me
1: too, me too. Uh, okay, but then Except
0: for that doctor plot. Well, except anyway. ex- and also for all the
1: crazy <laughs> shit that's literally about to happen because Beast gets pushed down and yeah. Wolverine goes to attack and Cyclops stops him and he says, No, that's an order. And Wolverine's like,
0: Get out of my way. Yeah, and Wolverine gets his claws out, and I'm like, Wolverine, you're going to get arrested if you assault a prison guard.
1: Yeah, like, also nobody notices like doing? Cyclops and Wolverine being blatant mutants in the corner, but it doesn't matter because at some point Sabretooth appeared in the middle of the court room completely unanimated he's just there now throwing chairs around and people are screaming and running around Yeah,
0: where did he come from he just sabertooth rises out of the floor somehow <laughs> like, and he's fucking... suddenly in the middle of the courtroom destroying the courtroom <laughs> yeah and, like sabertooth just rises
1: up out of the floor like the devil there's like fire around him and he's like that's his introduction We it's did... a
0: fucking metal album cover featuring <laughs> sabertooth there's like
1: skulls flying around and they're also on fire
0: it's pretty bad. Sabretooth has, um, like, a,
1: a, a metal guitar. Oh, my God. I kind of love this image. Somebody I, please make this fan art and send it to us, please.
0: <laughs> none of that happens. So Sabretooth is beating up a bunch of people, and then some guards run up, and they're, like, about to maybe kill him. And Cyclops tries to intervene.
1: Okay, this is so great, though, because, like, it's like... new. No- we have had no introductions to Sabretooth. He's just no. here now, and well, now he's on the well, ground. Well, we
0: did see Sabretooth in that very first episode. He was in the news broadcast, For two remember?
1: seconds, but that just still doesn't explain who he is. And No, I know. And now he's on the ground unconscious somehow, and, you know, like, <laughs> Cyclops is like, they're going to kill him! And like, Wolverine is like, good! And Cyclops <laughs> yeah, is so... like, seriously? And Wolverine just crosses his arms and stares <laughs> at him?
0: It's so amazing, and
1: then, <laughs> and then Cyclops turns around. And he's like,
0: fine!
1: And, like, <laughs> blasts all the guards away, like, in a more horrible way than anything could have possibly happened in that situation. Yet nobody sees Cyclops do this. He just, like, took off his sunglasses and unleashed, like, terrifying laser powers on everyone that blew a hole yeah. through the wall.
0: So those guards are probably dead. I don't know um but at least Sabretooth is okay except that for some reason wolverine is like wants to leave Sabretooth to die yeah but we don't know why yet.
1: right so they they clearly have some kind of unexplained beef so then it cuts to xavier and he's on cerebro looking for magneto but he can't find him and storm and jubilee just like waltz on in they're like what the hell's going on and so like jubilee's like you've been looking for magneto haven't you And Xavier's like, no. And (laughs) Tubly's like, well, you've been up all night on Cerebro, so we're just going to assume yes. And and Storm's (laughs) just like, (laughs) Storm's like, Charles, who is this Magneto? (laughs) I really love Storm's (laughs) actions because it's just like high drama at all times. It's
0: adorable. And then there's a mutant alarm. (laughs) Oh my god, I
1: think I wrote that down. I wrote mutant alarm.
0: it's not it's just an emergency alarm. oh wait
1: no that doesn't even happen yet because this is when their lips
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i okay. didn't bother changing i, I wrote scene. this down
1: but just so y'all because know
0: this is this is a in a part of the episode where the lip syncing is off and no one ever fixed it at any point yeah it's just like a shitty part of the episode that was hard it's <laughs> just like suddenly
1: where they're talking and suddenly storm's voice is coming out of xavier's and xavier's coming out of, like jubilee and like yeah oh god and storms talking to jubilee's voice and i thought it was just like hulu being slow but that just turns out what all the copies look like so uh yep. i guess they... it's
0: only 30 seconds but i still was like "Eh, i'm not gonna pay attention to this scene."
1: <laughs> yeah so i mean basically um they're they're going on about that and then they they point out that Sabretooth is being kept in the med lab and Jubilee is all like... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's what the mutant alarm is about. It's it's Cyclops bringing Sabretooth's body in and being like, there's a mutant who needs our help Right, and bringing him in. Right,
1: and then Jubilee is like, is he all right? And Xavier's like, yes, yes, he's all right. And Jubilee's like, good. He kind of reminds me of Wolverine because they're both like hairy and getting naked and on top of each other all the time. And, yeah, uh, and I
0: think even Storm also says something similar. Oh, she like, does. Like, everybody's like, wow, Sabretooth and Wolverine. Those two guys sure seem similar, I huh? I know,
1: right? <laughs> and so... and. And
0: Cyclops is like Well Wolverine hates Sabretooth And Xavier's like did he give a reason And Cyclops is like does he ever And I'm like And then I love
1: Jubilee staring at the security camera she's like well he's right there So why don't you go ask him And you see Charles Xavier and Cyclops gasp Because Wolverine's walking into Sabretooth's Like bedroom
0: Yeah (laughs) Yeah Because it's not guarded. Like, at this all. is like
1: this is the point where I'm like I don't know what's happening in this episode anymore. It seems a little all over the place. Like
0: it is odd that they're introducing saber Tooth like in the middle of this all of this stuff. I know. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's a fair point. I didn't mind it because it's like you know,
1: right. So Wolverine. I, I don't know. Wolverine goes to kill him, but just cuts off like the wires to his monitor. But then mm-hmm. he doesn't actually kill kill him. So he starts wheeling like. He, like, takes the whole bed and starts wheeling it out because Sabretooth's unconscious and, like, literally just everyone appears in the the doorway. And they're like...
0: Yeah, to stop him. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing, Wolverine? And he's like, Sabretooth can't stay here and, like, won't say why other than just, like, he's a bad guy and you're just gonna have to trust me. Okay, and there's some
1: great animation here of Xavier wagging his finger very, like, I'm the teacher. He's like, (laughs) personal vendettas don't belong here. And Cyclops' eyes are, like, lighting up and he's like... (laughs) <laughs> he's just getting all mad he's like you know we have to help all mutants mm-hmm. and so so you know wolverine is like going on about like you don't know him he's like fucking crazy he's like dangerous we can't keep him here and that's when storm says he's like well we thought that about you too wolverine but like look how you turned out now you're having sex with all <laughs> the x-men badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's when the mutant alarm goes off yeah, and Professor Xavier just goes, "It's Magneto. I know him. He's a threat. everyone suit up." And I'm by the like, way, this
0: is the second mutant alarm of the episode. There have been two separate mutant okay, alarms, and, and I, this one had a specific number. It was like mutant alarm four thirty seven right. or something. But more
1: importantly, I'm like <laughs> Xavier. That's real shitty that you're like, "Oh, Wolverine says this guy's a threat because he well, knows yeah. him." But Wolverine
0: I, points that. I out know, in but a like, second. I didn't
1: know that was gonna happen. So I was just like, "What?" I was just like. Xavier you are Beat an asshole Because you You like yelled at Wolverine And then And it's classic Xavier too It's like
0: It is classic Because Xavier. Xavier's
1: all like oh, you have to do the right thing unless it's me and then I can do whatever I want and everyone has to do what I want when I say uh, like he just can't follow his own. People
0: probably don't who aren't familiar with this show and the comics probably don't know why we're already being so hard on Xavier. But this is like a classic Xavier maneuver to just (sighs) like be really condescending about anyone else's needs other than his own. Uh, Yeah,
1: pretty much. And, I, you know, I'm not going to get into it, but like I definitely have never liked Charles Xavier as much as I love all the X Men. So it's much easier for me to jump onto the Magneto bandwagon because at least Mag- Magneto, he's killing people, but he's doing it because he's trying to save other people. Like he's never doing anything for himself. Where I find like Xavier is a far more selfish person than Magneto is. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I
0: agree But anyway Logan points that out As soon as oh, he's Oh yeah leaving, I know It's like Which is amazing I know
1: it's great because, because
0: Logan is also like Being a whiny little asshole For this scene oh So I God. did write in my notes Why does anyone put up with Logan And then right after that I wrote Or Xavier actually With like a million question marks Because this scene Is like both They're of both them Just being being whiny. such
1: assholes And so Wolverine <laughs> struts over And we get like Some guitar riffs That are like strumming up And it's like Sounds like fucking Power Rangers And Wolver- Wolverine like walks over and he's like, How come it's okay to go after your old enemy, but not mine? Bam and it's like it's just like they're staring at each other with these guitar riffs and then like
0: Yeah. And then Wolverine dramatically walks out of the room and and goes after Magneto. I know Jubilee's like as commander. I know,
1: Jubilee's like, I'm following, and Xavier's like, dude, you're like thirteen, no.
0: Yeah, Jubilee doesn't get to go. That's not gonna happen. Which is good because it turns out that Magneto is like about to fire nuclear warheads. <laughs> so it's probably good that a child wasn't sent to deal with that.
1: Oh my god. No, I I like how I didn't understand that's what was happening at first because I wrote my notes say Magneto attacks something.
0: I mean, it is a little confusing. So Magneto goes to, like, some sort of nuclear blast site where there's a bunch of warheads. I don't know why that's accessible to anyone, but I guess he uses his powers to get in. He flies in there by himself. He doesn't have anybody helping him that we see yet. Um, And he sets up all the missiles to... I don't know where the missiles are going to go. I don't actually think they tell you. I don't
1: think... I think this is... This is just like Pride of the X-Men, where he's, like, standing there being like, I'm going to free all mutants by killing humanity with nuclear weapons, but then, like, yeah, that just but kills he everyone. Like, think
0: about, yeah, he doesn't think about how that would also hurt mutants, but he also doesn't really spell out what the missiles are going to do, and by the end of the episode, it seemed like the entire thing was just, like, a weird test, Yeah, because... I mean, I don't know. I have no way of knowing Magneto's motivations. But basically, he sends all these warheads into the air. The humans who work there are freaking out, and they all just abandon the facility because they can't stop these warheads, and Magneto's attacking them. So they they run away and Wolverine and Cyclops and Storm get to this facility. Oh, I,
1: this is where they do a bunch of property damage getting in and like like Cyclops blows up a wall and Storm flies yeah. over it and then Wolverine claws up and does like a bunch of flips down to the ground.
0: But before that happens, Magneto sees the three of them and quotes Shakespeare. I <laughs> because sure.
1: Because it just let's not do that's just kind of
0: what you do in this episode yeah just don't write any
1: actual dialogue just like open a (laughs) shakespeare book and then like write it into the script
0: yeah um so Magneto quotes the tempest what a brave new world that has such people in it um and i guess that's also a reference to aldous huxley's brave new world which is like a book about like this Dystopian future, right? So, and I is mean, like, this this episode is like a little bit too smart for its own good in some ways because it's like too many references that a nine year old would never get. I mean,
1: you know what I, mean? I, I this is I think this is like one of those things that's supposed to be like kids should read, but like. They didn't this show does not do it like gargoyles did where gargoyles like managed to like incorporate characters with the same names and same plot right, lines right. very slowly they, gargoyles like
0: would try to kind of tell you what these things were from whereas this episode is just quoting shakespeare and not telling you that's what it is <laughs> pretty so much you would have no way to know um and again google didn't exist back then so you couldn't even just google these lines i mean find you out. had
1: to go to the library remember that remember library cards I and, and
0: i also remember like encyclopedia britannica that was the closest thing i i had to google was like looking oh yeah things like, up on an encyclopedia on a computer and if it wasn't in that like encyclopedia, on your cd-rom too bad <laughs> Yup,
1: floppy disks anyway, everyone
0: i did like one other magneto line here which is when he's leaving he says better to die on our feet than live on our knees which is kind of like a good encapsulation of what magneto feels about the world yeah i
1: think i i liked all of magneto's lines i also like the lines here where Cyclops and Wolverine and Storm are about to face off with uh, with Magneto, and Cyclops just goes, "Come quietly, or be taken." And Wolverine's like, "And I hope you want to be taken." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Magneto's yep. just like shaking his head. He's like, "What? W- what are you gays doing here?" Like,
0: <laughs> but Magneto's also really gay, and he's like, "You know this Wolverine guy? He seems intriguing. More <laughs> on him later." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope I could control the metal in his body, baby.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, no, but first Magneto puts them in a sphere and like flings them away and then escapes. But then they can get out of the sphere and just walk back to the facility for some oh, reason. Oh, OK.
1: And then also Magneto, as he's flying away, goes, tell Xavier that I'm stronger now than our last encounter. But it doesn't explain what the fuck that was.
0: No, I know. So, then, I mean, I guess
1: I guess it might mean back when they were in the doctor's facility, but it it kind of sounds like they had a like a a mutant power fight by that line it
0: does and we don't really know the full extent of what went on between the two of them and maybe more episodes will explain that. But I really don't remember because I already didn't remember the doctor thing. So.
1: <laughs> okay. So Magneto literally flies away while monologuing. And I don't remember any of it. Cause I was like, dude, okay, you got to shut up now. Cause literally nobody is listening. Uh, yeah. And so,
0: and then Wolverine does what you described before where Cyclops blows a hole in the wall of the facility. And for some reason Wolverine runs in, but that actually kind of made sense to me. Cause I was like, he's got a healing factor, even though they still haven't told us that he has one. Yeah. We know he has one, so he runs in and he's trying to find the switch to turn off the missiles, and he can't find it. Um, <laughs> so, just like, so the missiles... launch. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's a great scene where Wolverine's just like flickering all the lights and then clawing through a million machines, yeah, and Cyclops is he's like just
0: trying to destroy everything really quickly in and, there, and but it's like screaming. Down. He's like.
1: <laughs> and Cyclops is like, dude, what are you doing? And Wolverine's like, one of them's going to stop it. And Storm's like, well, well, Storm sits around and the silos have
0: opened. The missiles are already launching. I and know. Storm's like, the silos are open. And then the missiles, they actually launch. And at first, Cyclops is like, I'll just blast them with my optic blast. And Storm is like, no, you idiot. That would explode them because they're bombs. <laughs> okay. And Wolverine's like, better to do it here where it's an abandoned area as opposed to a city. But it's like like, is that better? And they sort of have a moral dilemma. And
1: meanwhile, Storm's like, well, I'm just gonna fucking take off and deal with this. Yeah, so she, flies she decides over. she's
0: gonna sacrifice herself to destroy okay, the bombs. This is all
1: insane, by the way, because Storm's going to sacrifice herself to blow up the bombs or whatever, and Xavier sends her a message, and, like, because first, you know, Cyclops is calling on their comm link, being like, Storm, don't kill yourself for this, and Storm's like, I've made my peace with this on my second mission ever, and, like, and and then, meanwhile, Xavier's starts flashing onto the screen he's like storm don't do it use my telepathic abilities to understand the computer systems and she like blinks and she goes i understand now so he just like matrixed like the entire computer system (laughs) into her head which
0: he just like sends her he's like use cerebro's powers to understand the computer system of these missiles and then somehow she uses her wind powers to disarm all all of the missiles well
1: which she does by shooting a laser beam out of her eyes
0: which turns into a
1: tornado and i was like that's not her fucking power
0: yeah none of it really worked i don't and then i don't know and then i guess
1: she disarmed them and then like shocked them so they just like she didn't do anything with the fucking computers
0: i mean i don't really understand what she did here so (laughs) she may have they just didn't Basically, animate that Basically, she disarmed the missiles in a magical way, and then they just fall into the sea, and it's fine. And then she falls to the ground, and Wolverine catches her. Yeah. and she's like, I don't understand out.
1: why she like is falling to the ground when they were she was like over the ocean seconds ago. Yeah,
0: she was over the ocean, and then somehow managed yeah. to fly back and fall onto the ground again to be caught over in Wolverine. Wolverine's arms.
1: Like honestly, if I had Storm's powers, I would do the same thing, just so Wolverine would hold me.
0: Yeah. i mean that's pretty much what she did she managed to get back so that wolverine could catch her and then and then they tell a joke about how she fell asleep okay well that's like just like passed out from exhaustion from doing this insane thing pretty
1: much well first like cyclops thinks she's dead yeah cyclops is like is she is she and wolverine's like she's asleep she's exhausted we did it
0: and then Cyclops smiles like really wide. I know. And, and like, Cyclops I mean, is like, okay, let's go home. And then it pans out to Magneto, who's standing by a tree by himself. Like standing on a rock at dramatically. At and then I'm Magneto. Like, I guess we'll see. Like he says some stuff. Oh, no, I, didn't he's, even write I wrote down. down,
1: he says, You trained your X Men well, but why have you oh. turned your. Back against our own kind, and then he shakes his head sadly and credits. Pretty good shit. So this episode, I know you
0: hated this, but I really, really like Magneto as a character. I mean, I love, and you... that was honestly enough to save this episode for me in terms of my overall enjoyment level. Well, that's
1: good because I, you know, Magneto is on my top ten of like characters of all time but also top 10 of the x-men and i like i mean i love him and i just feel like this was not as strong or well put together as the first two episodes it could
0: have been better put together i definitely agree but i actually liked the lines they wrote for Magneto. um but yeah i mean the rest of the episode was a little shaky i thought the court scene was okay um Uh, the weird i mean
1: i'm sure that the saber tooth subplot is something leading to something else but it just looked like it was quickly thrown in there
0: yeah, it seemed out of place in this episode, but since we know that Sabretooth is like kind of a bad guy and knows Magneto, like obviously that's going to go somewhere later, but Right.
1: And also a lot now, of now
0: we don't know anything. Right.
1: And a lot of those Shakespearean references sounded sounded smart, but like didn't actually make sense for what was happening in that moment. So, it was a little it was messy, and it was it was hard for me to get through some of that mess. Uh, because a lot of it also wasn't that funny, which, you know, in later episodes, at least it is self-aware, especially when Mr. Sinister shows up. Um, mm-hmm.
0: There were still some lines that made me laugh in this. Like, the guy's pants falling down because I'm a child. Uh, also, and also Jubilee. also Jubilee eating an ice cream cone. <laughs> I mean, like,
1: nice graphics.
0: <laughs> I liked that line, and I liked her just randomly being a goofball. I mean, I kind of love that, that Jubilee is in. just
1: a teenager in this. Like, she doesn't, she has no, oh, awareness of like how terrible these situations are because like yeah
0: because why would she 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 doesn't have any concept of death yet like yeah yeah. she's seen people die but like this is all kind of new for her right and And this is a good time
1: to jump into politics all right so the
0: concept of death let's talk okay
1: so what i was gonna say is uh, before getting to the overall politics of the episode, I want to point out that Jubilee is beat a teenager here because you and I were we we went through nine eleven together and went all the terrible shit that was going on for years after that but we were teenagers and we just like didn't Mm -hmm. quite understand like the impact of like how bad that was
0: and i mean it's worth noting that neither of us live in new york which i think means that it felt further away we're from massachusetts um i've definitely know people who live in new york and had friends that died and i think even if you're a teenager that changes you but for me i didn't know anyone who had died so it was very hard for me to like grasp the political weight of that when i was a young teenager
1: and i think that
0: as an adult i grasp it
1: oh yeah totally but But at the time
0: i was like i don't really understand this at all yeah and i think that (laughs)
1: reflects i mean not not that event specifically but dealing with like a giant like uh political war essentially and just a giant war in general as a teenager just not really understanding the weight of it all you know Mm -hmm. because like jubilee's just like uh we'll kick his ass because we're the x-men and she like runs off licking her ice cream cone but like unaware that like nuclear warheads are being like shot off you know so
0: i mean i don't know i i i guess we'll kind of see how much jubilee grows up and like how quickly that happens and whether she sort of becomes annoying or not i know other people have complained that she gets annoying i haven't really seen that yet It'll be interesting to see what I think of this um, as an adult.
1: I don't but, I don't think she ever really does. I think in this last season they all get annoying, but that's that's <laughs> let's see if we get there. Uh so anyway, so there there's like actual politics going on here with um the the mutant system essentially racism in the courtroom. That's like a big thing that's happening right.
0: here. That's sort of what's allegorically being presented here. I don't know that it's being presented in like A good way because it's like very cartoonish and childish and like people are throwing tomatoes at Beast (laughs) and it's like it's very much like get it there are good people and bad people and also like that courtroom scene I mean I definitely agree with you that this episode could have some better writing where like it's not really clear who's in the right and who's in the wrong and like Beast bringing up the fact that the other mutants disappeared it isn't relevant to his case, so it is kind of weird he's bringing it up. It's like, well, who are we rooting for here? And like, what's what's even being said? I don't know that that scene necessarily stuck the landing when it came to like being an alleg- a political allegory. Right. But I don't know if you felt like it. Uh, did. Well,
1: I do think like that that line with that guy that was saying that his brother was a security right. guard, and like just being an, a, a bystander. It's like. Like, is that really a racist statement towards mutants or is it just this guy that's like, oh, my brother was like horribly yeah, injured a cop, by a terrorist? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah.
0: But then is it is it fair to just say that, you know, all mutants are terrorists? I would say no. Right.
1: No. But but like
0: <laughs> that t- for that guy, it seems. Fair. But and
1: also we have to remember that this is a world where the idea of mutants are just being presented to the general public.
0: Right. And this is kind of getting back to some of the stuff that I brought up in the very first episode, where like the idea of mutants being a metaphor for like any sort of marginalized identity doesn't really work because are we because there are mutant powers that are actually also weapons or could be used as weapons. So, like, are we saying that marginalized identities are inherently weapons? Like, nobody really wants to say that because it's not true. So, it's like, tricky to be like, yeah, Magneto is kind of like a gay person because he, he can destroy metal, (laughs) and like make metal move. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, it doesn't really hold up because like, if somebody could actually control metal with their mind, that is probably something that you would need to like, find some way to codify in law, but or just like like being gay, not necessarily not attack
1: people. I mean, I don't know. But so Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right. I guess I guess like making laws against murder covers that. <laughs> <laughs> but- <laughs> uh
1: but Magneto, this is the whole start of Charles Xavier and Magneto's like Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X thing.
0: Yes. That is, I think, intentional. Yeah. I didn't watch all the Stanley Pizza Hut videos. No, but, but like,
1: guessed... <laughs> yeah, Pizza Hut taught me everything that like my high school did not. Uh, <laughs> uh, so true. Too true. Bring back Pizza Hut, everyone.
0: I Okay, so I do think this is interesting because both of these characters are marginalized according to like our real world definitions and they're mutants yeah. because Xavier is a disabled man and he has a mutant power. And Magneto is Jewish, and he was in the Holocaust, and he has a mutant power. So you kind of are like, it's they have some literal forms of being marginalized, and then they also have mutant powers. So you can kind of like suspend your disbelief a little bit and be like, both of them are both white. Here's some ways that they are actually disenfranchised, but it it's still it's still really weird though because it's like, well, I don't know what were you gonna say?
1: I was gonna (laughs) I was just gonna say that that's true, but it's also too bad that like that these two characters that are super marginalized are also both super white, so...
0: Yeah, they are both white guys. And, like, having these two white guys be based on, like, two black civil rights movement leaders is kind of like, well, you could have made these black characters, but... I mean...
1: uh, That's what I'm getting at. I'm like, like,
0: it's a little weird
1: that they're like, these two white characters were based off of two famous black people, and I'm like, but okay I
0: mean is that literally who they were based on or is that just like an extrapolation that everyone makes because I've made that extrapolation too and I assumed it was always intentional because it seems I thought it was intentional I don't know if
1: it was intentional right from the beginning of the writing of all x-men ever but it definitely swayed in that direction on purpose eventually so
0: also I think that Martin Luther King was like a lot more radical than Xavier I'll just go ahead and say that Xavier's
1: willing to like bend over for humans and whatever they want yeah
0: Xavier is like sort of a parody of what people say when they critique neoliberalism now. Yeah, totally. When they talk about, like, people who are just like, let's just play along with Republicans, like, a little bit, and it'll be fine. And just, like, keep making compromises. Like, that is the kind of character that Xavier is in this where he's like well yeah humans are treating us like trash and yeah beast is wrongfully imprisoned and could be in prison for the rest of his life and they're like beating but... the shit
1: out of him but you know <laughs> but
0: it's like fine because we all need to just there's... focus on respectability politics yeah and pretty like, much it would just be really nice I'm, I'm... if we just ask for civil rights nicely they'll give oh them yeah that's, to us, that's right? how it's always
1: worked out right
0: i think Let's, so
1: that's what everything's been so peaceful in all these protests everywhere
0: unfortunately no (laughs) unfortunately the way that you get civil rights is magneto's way guys i'm sorry but you gotta blow up the factory sometimes i just
1: keep saying it i'm like magneto was right Mm -hmm. and in this i actually i agree with him (laughs) especially when he's like trying to free beast and beast is like no we have to follow charles xavier's dream and charles xavier doesn't even show up for the fucking court hearing by the way
0: i know he's just fucking around at home like on Fucking cerebro, just diddling himself and thinking about. And, well, Magneto. he's like
1: he's just using cerebro as like his own personal grinder at this point. So
0: and just being like, "Where's Magnus?" I know. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what, did just you
1: just it. call it?
0: I called him Magnus because oh, I, don't I thought know. You just, <laughs> that's his name, and this. I thought you just
1: gave. I you were giving him like a cute m- nickname for zebra Be like, "Where's my Maggles?" <laughs>
0: No, I wasn't. (laughs) Oh my god! Maggles, (laughs) now that's a thing. All right. So
1: anyway, Maggles is. uh, I'm on. I'm on Team Maggles.
0: (laughs) I'm on Team Maggles too. Even though I recognize that sometimes he goes a little too far, like launching nuclear
1: warheads at everyone.
0: I mean, that is where I would say maybe take a step back. Oh God. Well, but freeing Beast from the prison, I was on his side there. I was, too. I was like Beast is never going to get out of here. He may as well just leave and become a fugitive because like he's fucked. <laughs> like,
1: that's that's true.
0: Also the X-Men are already breaking the law anyway, so like who cares, you know? I
1: I think it's a little interesting that nobody, well, never mind. I was going to say that like <laughs> I was gonna say that the, they didn't notice that Wolverine and Cyclops were in the back and they're like, Oh, it's those guys who attacked us but they were completely masked. Right. Yeah. So like
0: So they don't recognize Wolverine and Cyclops, even though Wolverine and Cyclops are very distinctive <laughs> in like everywhere. I mean, they're also
1: in the back of the courtroom, like holding hands.
0: Oh, Wolverine and Cyclops. I know. Anyway, um I don't I don't know if there's any other like political things to bring up for this. I mean I mean not
1: really like we talked about the court Stuff yeah and, um, I mean
0: the the More I talk about this episode the more I realize how Flawed it is uh, yeah you were right I, I mean that's Why I was like
1: <laughs> this episode's uh a...
0: I did Think it was fun though yeah
1: I mean it's definitely Fun to watch for sure but like I, I Was like this is sloppy <laughs> It's very no, sloppy no you're not
0: wrong You're not and like wrong. it's a
1: little all over the place with like flashbacks and then like Subplots yeah, that don't really need and we to don't be know there Anything
0: about saber tooth yet Anyway guess what guys
1: <laughs> Uh, it's that portion of the show. Wait, hold on. I don't even know where I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to count down and say something at the same right. time. That's what happens Okay, next. let's do that. Who's that? X-Men. X-Men.
1: So the spotlight today is obviously Magneto since the title of this says Enter Magneto. So By some shocking surprise, I'm bringing you some Magneto facts today. And you're about to learn about how Magneto himself is emo as fuck and doesn't really understand what to do. Like, he's very extreme and he knows his point of view, but he also, like, gets confused and, like, questions himself a lot.
0: As any activist should and does. Well, sure. Uh,
1: so, obviously his powers are the ability to control magnetic fields, um... Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why his name is Magneto and not something else stupid. Uh,
0: but he can also control any metal not just magnets no so that part is kind of yeah
1: he actually (laughs) shows up and he does like a magnet trick with two like little magnets and everyone's like whoa he can actually only control okay
0: he's actually not i definitely
1: did that when i was a teenager i'd take two magnets and be like look i'm magneto and then make them like fly away from each other like people would scream because like i just made two magnets fly across the room
0: (laughs) i mean who didn't do that as a kid i mean totally I would love to be Magneto. He has a great power. It's very cool. he
1: does. He does. It's uh, actually useful. It's actually an interesting power for them to have chosen as like a superpower back mm-hmm. in the day. Like it's very
0: specific, so it almost feels like it could happen. But it like
1: because like in the original five X Men, there's like. angel who has wings beast who sort of has super strength we have gene who has telepathy Iceman who shoots ice cyclops shoots laser laser beams but then magneto like is just a very like because like those are all pretty generic powers i think uh but like magneto is not he's got this electromagnetic magnetic fields thing uh so anyway Surprise! uh, He has some latent telepathic ability, like every X-Men does, because he's experienced astral projection, and he also has the ability to use Cerebro, so...
0: Yeah, sure, why not? Anybody with Uh, any latent telepathic ability can use Cerebro.
1: So the reason why he can block out telepathic attacks has been explained in many ways. They think it's because of its helmet, they think Mm -hmm. it could be because of the electromagnetic fields he creates, they think it's because he might be a latent telepath, um you know there's been scenes where both Xavier and Ember Frost the two most powerful mutants in the world cannot get into his brain uh so they don't really know much about why that is um and it's still not been resolved in the past like 50 years so that's cool so before we get into like him uh, he's before he's like a mutant he's like a genius engineer he's good with like all technology uh so like you know like he's he is smart he can build things he can build massive machines if he wants to because like you know and it helps that he can like just move shit around with his brain and be like all right i have assembled a transformer mm-hmm. so like you know he can do that um his kids are scarlet witch and quicksilver mm-hmm. which i Everybody don't know knows
0: that Mag is their mom unless she isn't
1: <laughs> I, I was gonna say sometimes people don't know because of how the avengers set it up so like a lot of oh. new A lot of new fans don't know that Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are supposed to be his children. Well, they are, and so like in the in the comics, (laughs) despite
0: what Fox and the MCU might say, they are.
1: Yeah, and in the comics, they tried pulling that back, be like, well, maybe they aren't. But then they didn't really follow up with that. Um, But then there's also Polaris, who was also revealed to be Magneto's daughter, which was a little obvious because in the 80s she had like fucking magnetic powers. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. and so she's she's probably the most direct line to him. Uh, as we know, Magneto is a survivor of the Holocaust. Um, you know, yep, and
0: he's from Germany, and both yep. his parents were German Jews.
1: Yep, and so... His, he was actually born under the name Max Eisenhart. So his real name is Max. And I always forget that. But then, like. I
0: forgot that too. And then I looked but, it like, up again for this. And I was like, oh, right.
1: Very great. Right. Magneto and, like,
0: also has like multiple backstories. This is the one that it is now, but they right. changed it back and forth a couple times.
1: So his family. And him ex- escaped from Germany to Poland, where they were captured again, and his family was like executed and buried in this mass grave, which he then crawled out of. But then he got captured again and taken to Auschwitz, where he was put to death. but uh, well, just not put to death. Where he's put into one of those like death work camps, mm-hmm. uh, and he was reunited with like a childhood friend who was like a Romani girl, and that's Magda, who is the mother of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but they're not born yet. And the two of them escape and they get to Ukraine, uh, and they have their first daughter, Anya, uh, but when Magneto's powers manifest at one point like a mob shows up and burns down the house that's Anya in it so she dies and then he like kills everyone in the mob and then like half the city has retaliation which mm-hmm. they tried to translate by the X-Men way Apocalypse? in X-Men Apocalypse but they gave her a different name and like and they also, just and also
0: Magda isn't Magda it's very weird it's very weird. <laughs> weird
1: and also like he kills everybody with like a fucking necklace like <laughs>
0: Spoilers for the stupidest scene in X-Men Apocalypse.
1: Oh, I don't know if that... Okay, we're not going to talk about that right now, but if we ever get to X-Men Apocalypse, we could talk about all the stupid scenes in there.
0: We're going to do a separate thing someday just about yeah, X-Men Apocalypse. It when, won't comes, be on this show, but we will do it for it'll you. It'll be up absolutely. on Atomic Blue
1: Productions when we do it, and then we'll like tell you all in here. Y'all maybe. should
0: subscribe to our YouTube channel, by the way. Anyway, you back should. to telling you about Magneto. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway, uh, after Magneto, went and killed all these people, Magda, I was like... Whoa, what the fuck? I'm getting out of here. So she runs away, but was also pregnant with his twins, which Mm -hmm. is supposed to be Pietro and Wanda. And Magneto took off and renamed himself Eric Lencher. So that's where he gets that name.
0: But also, Magda, like, found this random cow mutant in the woods and, like, had her babies in the snow and then died, or maybe didn't die. (laughs) I read I didn't even, those comics. I
1: didn't even list that because I forgot about how insane that is. Just so you know, just so you know, there's a whole episode about that with the cow lady.
0: Yeah, All that's right. coming. I can't wait because uh, I read those comics. I read those, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be up to speed. <laughs> I was okay. like, this is fucking weird. <laughs> But anyway, apparently she doesn't die, or maybe does, depending on which comic book canon you pay attention to. Uh,
1: I mean, in the most recent Scarlet Witch comic book, she like reappeared again in ghost form. And right. I think she was like also a witch. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I
0: haven't read those, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but...
1: things have been a little wacky in the <laughs> X-Men, in the whole Marvel universe it's because of the movies. Here
0: that anything in the Marvel universe would be. Wacky. I know, but it's like
1: it's it's more wacky than usual because they're trying to make things as approachable to like new readers who are watching the movies, but without mm. like erasing the history of the Marvel universe. So it's just all fucking weird right now. Uh, but anyway, so um, Xavier goes to. Uh, sorry, Xavier and Magneto both work at a Psychiatric hospital in uh, Israel, and I don't understand What the fuck is why they're there, but they Reveal their powers to each other when fucking Baron Von Strucker attacks them, so like That's I guess what this really is happened. is what they're
0: trying to Do in this episode Right? Maybe?
1: Yeah, yeah And Magneto and Xavier realize their views differ, and so Magneto runs away Crying again because he just can't ever Find a true love anywhere Uh <laughs> So this is when Magneto's first attack happens, where he attacks Cape Citadel, and that's where he's trying to bring the missiles down on, which is also seen in um, X-Men Apocalypse because they raise all the, the missiles up. Like It's actually, I feel like the only research any of the X-Men movies did was on Magneto because like all these like appear in some part of some movie somewhere.
0: I mean, maybe uh, the screenwriters just really like all the Magneto comics and they don't like anything else. I mean,
1: he is an interesting character.
0: Either that or they just watched this show. We already yeah. know they did that. Well, we
1: know they did that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the X-Men stop him. So Maggie is like, well, fine, I don't want to be on Earth anyway. And so he goes up into space and creates Asteroid M for the first time, where he has his first uh, Brotherhood of Mutants. And it's supposed to be a safe haven uh, for mutants. And his first Brotherhood of Mutants included Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Mastermind, Toad, Blob, and Eunice the Untouchable. And I want to mention that because most people don't remember Eunice so uh it's later that like people like pyro and avalanche join and that's i think under mystique's role when she takes over Hmm. Um, i
0: I vaguely remember those episodes of this show (laughs) so we're about to get to those
1: no we are uh so then uh Moyer, Moyer mctaggart gets involved with magneto and studying him and finds out that whenever he uses his powers he it does damage to his like overall psyche and like he, like, essentially gets brain damage every single time he uses his powers, which is kind of fucked up.
0: It is pretty uh, fucked up. I but didn't it, know that. Yeah, how but is, it's he, how of, is he, like, functioning still?
1: I, I don't know. So, like, <laughs> okay. well, I know I know that now, but at this, I think the whole reason this came up was because he was not functioning. And Moira was, like, trying to, like, fuck with his DNA mm. uh, and ended up fixing the problem but also made Magneto, like, essentially younger again. So Magneto is now, like, forever, like, 40 like forty years well, old and also super hot.
0: One way to solve the inherent problem of having a character who was in the Holocaust, which is, like, a very specific historical event that happened at a specific time, yeah. and still allow that character to be in current-day comics.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then this is, then after that, Magneto starts to reform because he thinks, at some point he he like thinks he's killed Kitty Pride because I mean mm-hmm. obviously Kitty Pride is not dead and then he realizes he killed a child uh, and so then at some point not too long after that he joins with the X-Men to fight the Beyonder uh, and then he decides to stand trial for his crimes but they let him off the hook because he's good now. <laughs>
0: I read some of these old pages and they were insane. Uh, I I was this, just googling around and I was like, why? Well, is I remember cool with this all of a sudden. Okay,
1: it's funny too because in X Men Apocalypse, you know, Mary Ellen on, on uh, Let's Watch Two Movies specifically had a problem with the fact that he murdered thousands of people. He does they're murder like, thousands of and people. they just like they're like, well, he helped save the world, so you know, it's all good.
0: It's it's bad guys. Magneto <laughs> is a bad guy. He's bad, and I know that, but you know. Yep.
1: Yeah. So anyway, for a while, Magneto becomes a headmaster of one of the Xavier schools. Because he's is, good now. Yeah, because he, and so he's trying to like take care of the new mutants, uh, mm. which are who are who are great, by the way. But he does a terrible job on Like he like you know at some point, Doug Ramsey gets killed under his watch, and like whole a bunch of other the kids like get kidnapped like he's just he's not good at this <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean and... i
0: wouldn't be either but you know get it together Magneto. <laughs> no no
1: and then then there's like the mass genocide that happens in the warlock tunnels so then magneto wants to, like, do this whole power play thing and joins the Hellfire Club as the White King, which he does with, like, Storm. Like, they share the role. This is, like, a really weird period of time. Like, this is, like, the 80s. You have to wait until you read this shit, where he joins, like, the fucking Hellfire Club. And I so does check
0: out Magneto joining the Hellfire Club. That sounds pretty funny to me.
1: No, it is. And the, then Magneto's like, fuck it. And he goes back to Asteroid M and, like, rebuilds it. And he's, like, with these with the alkaloids uh, because they fucking show up. You know, like, he's like, this is a safe haven. But then is like, having problems with, like, his psyche thing again. And he's like, I need this fixed. So he kidnaps Moira McTaggart and, like, torches her to fix him. Cool because it's magneto and it's like he's flip-flopping between good and bad so, like
0: uh, yeah i was about to say wasn't he supposed to be good now but i guess he's just not anymore because he's decided to go back to asteroid m shit again
1: yeah no totally and so like the united nations security council like created like a bunch of satellites that would disrupt the mag- magnetic fields and not let him through but he just like fucking destroys them anyway sure. and then and so then he the x-men go to fight magneto and this is when and this is important to note this is when Wo- when he fights Wolverine and rips out Wolverine's adamantium skeleton.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: He just, like, pulls it out of him. So, it, it, like, Wolverine just dies but then, yeah, like, re, reforms Wolverine... like all of his bones again and becomes like, you know, he just completely reforms. Bone claw. Yeah. That's when he gets his bone claws. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, Xavier's like, Magneto is just unethical, so we just need to brainwash him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Classic Fucking Xavier.
1: Xavier, and not only does he brainwash him, but he puts him into a fucking coma. Oh my which, god! Which which later turns into like the whole onslaught thing, where all the bad parts of like Magneto and Xavier like form into their own sentient being for some reason. Oh
0: so wow. like, gosh, that is such a Marvel plotline too. There's right. like so many plotlines where it's like, and then all the bad parts of these characters suddenly became a being that everyone had to fight.
1: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And so then, not too long after that. I forget I forget who the fuck I think this the character's name is Astra I think that's who's the one that does it who gets like Magneto when he's in a coma and then like clones him and then it's, like, a younger version of himself, and then the two, then Magneto wakes up and fights his clone, and then Magneto goes into hiding, and the clone loses all memory of who he is and joins the X-Men, and he goes by the name Joseph, but they, they're, like, this is obviously Magneto, but, like, we don't know why he has no memory. So, oh my God. So they let him fight along with him until Magneto fucking shows up and builds, like, the fucking machine from the first X-Men movie, uh, where, like... He's like, I'm going to convert everybody into mutants, essentially. Right. Uh, And so Joseph goes and fights him and then dies in the process of fighting Magneto. So then Magneto runs away, and we don't see him for a while, because then he builds Genosha. So now we're like in the early 2000s where he's like built this empire on Geno- Genosha, where it's like a giant safe haven for millions and millions of mutants. And honestly, he's doing a pretty good job ruling it there.
0: He finally figured it out. He tried it on Asteroid M. He couldn't figure out the safe <sighs> you know, He haven tried with the
1: X-Men. Oh my god. So he's doing really well until now Charles Xavier's twin sister fucking appears What's because with w-
0: twins. I don't and know. So,
1: but she's super evil and gets like like a one of the relatives of Trask to build even more terrifying super powered sentinels. Like go and just fucking murder a billion mutants on fucking Genosha, except for a few, including Magneto and Emma Frost. Uh, which is Emma Frost's, like super fucking famous storyline. Besides her being part of the Hellfire Club, is her surviving like. The only, being like the sole survivor of a giant fucking war um, mm-hmm. there's like this whole subplot after that because Zorn appears and Zorn turns out to be like Magneto but it's not actually him it's just a dude posing as Magneto using drugs to like amplify his own powers and like poses as Magneto to like fucking get all these like other mutants to rally with him and tears apart the San Francisco Golden Gate Bridge which happens in X-Men 3 uh but that's not magneto magneto is just like fucking hanging out somewhere uh and it's not long after that the ha- the famous house of m uh events happen but i'm mm. not gonna get into all that because that's more of like a scarlet witch thing
0: it is yeah and but at at,
1: at can, the yeah i don't know
0: that this show i mean we'll get to it someday we can talk about that yeah but but know.
1: like basically that's when scarlet witch goes crazy and alters all of reality and mm-hmm and at the end of it like Magneto tries to kill Quicksilver because Quicksilver made basically like manipulated all of this to happen in the first place and like Scarlet, which is terrified of Magneto now, so she just like whispers away, "No more mutants." And that's where like just randomly half the fucking population got yeah. converted to humans.
0: I mean, I I would think that's like a huge storyline that maybe people who don't read comics might still be familiar with, even though it's never happened in the movies yet. Yeah. Um, but it's it's basically like the thing that did away with a whole lot of mutant characters in the comics. It was sort of like a hard reboot in some ways. Where they right. kept some mutants and got rid of others.
1: It's actually a really great story. A lot of people didn't like it at the time, but I was I I was really into it. I thought it really changed the stakes of things. Um, yeah,
0: I liked it too, and I I liked some of the stuff that happens afterwards with Hope. And I mean, whatever. Yeah. that's not what the show is about. No,
1: it's not. So <laughs> so anyway, uh, almost wrapping up on his backstory right here. Magneto then after that rejoins the X Men, which is where he has been for the past decade. Uh, but you know, obviously, like he's he's that it's magneto he like he wavers on like the side of still being a terrorist and also trying to like lead the x-men a lot uh but at this point you know uh, over the past decade or decade or so like there's been a lot of crazy shit that's happened like cyclops and like xavier's died and then cyclops tried doing all the insane shit that xavier is doing and then cyclops died and so like the x-men is sort of like Has been run by like Magneto and Emma Frost and Storm and Wolverine. So like all these fucking psycho people are like in charge, but they're doing they're doing a really good job of like fighting the fucking like like civil war that they're fighting. Uh, Well,
0: it's been like fifty years. They've all gotten they've all gotten over themselves by now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they Uh, haven't. I know. Uh, and there's, like, a whole another subplot where Maggie Doo goes like, dimension-hopping with, like, Polaris, but I'm just, like, I didn't fucking care about any of that, and it's so confusing that I don't even it's think it's worth confusing. mentioning.
0: And, I mean, we didn't even, like, try to get into the number of times that Maggie no, like also entire backstory like, has gotten retconned, like, multiple times. Totally.
1: Like, and then he, like, dies and comes back instantaneously, and I was like, alright, whatever. Yeah, um, who
0: cares? That, we, we already covered way more of it than anyone could have reasonably expected.
1: No, I know. And I think it's because he specifically, out of all the X-Men characters, has, like, the most complicated background story. No, that's not true. I think Emma Frost is another one.
0: I think he... His might be more complicated because there's more of it, though. Like, there's more different storylines and there's stuff. There's more storylines. he been around and, for so long. Yeah, and-, and,
1: like, he's he is a character. Like, I think the difference between him and Emma is that, like, Emma knows where she stands. Like, she's right. never changed what she's... But
0: Magneto changes his allegiances all the time. And I think that's why he's so interesting. Uh, yeah, and no, relatable right. in some ways. And- because sometimes he's like, you know what? Fuck humans. I'm just gonna kill them. And you kind of get it. And then other times he's like... Dang it! I messed up. Maybe I should reevaluate how I'm doing this, and that's relatable too. Right,
1: and he's like, you know, he obviously is suffering from a lot of PTSD and trauma. So, like, he like has no control. Any
0: therapy? No,
1: of course not. (laughs) Uh, And you know, so he just sort of can't control his anger and like his impulses and like. I don't know. I think he's never been presented as a bad guy. Like, he's not... Even though, like, IGN at one point, like, ranked him as, like, number one of all villains of all time. I was like, yeah, but he's technically not a villain. Like, he's he's a dude trying to make a change in the world. And he's very aggressive about it because nothing else is working. Right. Uh, you know, and, like, he, he wants... I mean, like he wants to do the right thing. He's a very selfless character. I would consider him because like I said this before, I think Xavier's always like Selfish. drag. Yeah. He's dragging everybody else into his fucking bullshit all the time. And Magneto is trying to like make a better world for his people. Uh,
0: yeah, he which just is, doesn't care about it. Which is,
1: again, why, like, the Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X comparison doesn't work, because I think they both were actually trying to right, <laughs> do the right and thing.
0: Right, I think that, you know, Martin Luther King obviously had words for people who were too moderate uh, right. in their political thinking. And Xavier kind of was that guy. He was the white moderate who was like, let's just be nice. Yeah, like, let's, I don't, I don't know. Right, like, right. Maybe the Malcolm X comparison is fair for Magneto, but probably not because Magneto has superpowers. So that changes things. That's
1: true. (laughs) And he's also been played by two different people in the movies, two Mm -hmm. incredible actors. He had him first as played by Ian McKellen, uh, who everybody loves because it's Ian McKellen. And I love, I'm going to put this out there and hopefully nobody like hates on me for this, but like, I love Ian, but he is not Magneto to me. Uh, (laughs) I think he does an amazing job with his performance, but I think he was always I always thought he was too old for the role, and I also thought he was like, he just like was he had the right like dramatic structure to him, but he was also put together.
0: Yeah, he didn't seem as messy.
1: No, and I and I I think I loved that about Michael Fassbender when they brought him along, and they just made him the raw Magneto that is Magneto. So
0: yeah, I mean Michael Fassbender is a messy dude in real life, so that probably helps. <laughs> He can just kind of bring in his own volatile, anxious nature. Well, into the role. you know,
1: he is an actor,
0: but he like is specifically has anxiety and has talked about it a lot. No, he has, so. he
1: has. Uh, so, um, you know, like those are the two people that's played him, and he's also been. Playable. I think they
0: were both great. Unlike Ryan. No, I think
1: they were both great, too. I just, like, <laughs> no, you know, know like, Ian McCown's just, like, saying. not my Magneto. <laughs> That's all. I
0: know what you're saying. It's interesting. But, I mean, it's just kind of, like, which version of Magneto you want.
1: Right, totally. And, you know, if you watch Days of Future Past, you can get them both, so then everyone's happy. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway.
1: So, anyway, let's talk about some hot Magneto on Magneto action.
0: The X-Men are Cloned with Magneto and hooking up with Magneto. Is I mean, that what, are you saying? Are you? I saying, mean, that basically
1: happens with Jean Grey at one point, but whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> plus it also apparently happens with Magneto. But anyway, um, in this episode, there's I a lot of guess, gay characters. Yeah, in this. I know, uh, but I, I guess I'm gonna say Magneto and Xavier because they're new and interesting and yeah. Wolverine doesn't really do that much in this episode no he
1: doesn't Wolverine he is Wolverine is definitely a little gay with Cyclops at one point um, yeah
0: but it's not like a focus of it it was kind of nice and interesting to see Cyclops and Wolverine working together for once for some of this episode I
1: think I think this show does a really good job of like explaining how their relationship works.
0: It's great because it's like you kind of get why Wolverine and Cyclops don't get along. And honestly, their sort of, you know, relationship kind of mimics the structure of Xavier and Magneto in some ways because it's like Wolverine is also really angry all the time and just right. wants to kill people. Cyclops wants to be the good doobie and follow Xavier's orders all the time. But, you know, that's why they don't always get along, but also they're gay and dating. So uh, like, yeah. that's a big Which part complicates
1: scenes <laughs> for Jean Grey later, because she's like, my boy. both my boyfriends are fucking are each dating. other.
0: Yeah, yeah. It really, <laughs> it becomes a huge love triangle for them.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, um,
0: but I'm going to say Xavier and Magneto, because there's just so many scenes with them, and also because that fucking weird flashback, which... I guess it was supposed to be a reference to when they met, but I I don't know. It seemed really weird to me. They didn't specify what kind of doctors they were. No,
1: they like, they could just totally phone that in. I don't know, but
0: yeah, but but it does seem dating.
1: Yeah. And like, (laughs) you know, like Xavier's trying to reach Magneto and talk to him. And uh, this is just the start of them being gay. At some point later on in the series, they like trapped in the Savage land together. Like they roll up in the wet on the beach and making out, uh, so Great!
0: Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely real and something that happens. Oh,
1: totally. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I'm with you on that. I still cool. I still think Cyclops and Wolverine were on a date at the courthouse for some reason.
0: I mean, they probably were. Yeah, but I I don't know. That's it. That's those are all the gay characters in this episode. There's
1: a yeah. There's not a lot happening in this because there's all this other fucking weird bullshit happening, like storms yeah, like shooting tornadoes out of her eyes.
0: And on that note i guess it's time to rate the episode
1: uh i'm gonna you're gonna you're you're gonna probably give it a higher rating than me but i'm giving it a two out of five
0: hmm. i'm gonna give it a three out of five That's because fair. i think there were enough strong moments that it was at least worth you know slightly over 50 percent grade i mean i um, agree
1: with you but it was still also sort of a struggle
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a little sloppy i understand so. i understand I, I just like those Magneto scenes enough that I that I want to give it a three. But I'm excited to see more of Magneto next yep. next time around. I don't even know and... what's up
1: next. See, like I I knew the fir- like I've seen all these episodes before, but the basis uh... like I I know the order of the first three, and then after that, like it all sort of after belts that, together. Who
0: cares? <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could look it up. We should probably know what the next episode is. I but don't I know. Pay attention.
1: Um, but I do have some reader mail.
0: Yay, reader mail! I
1: have to open, so give me a second. Reader mail! Alright, so the first one is from Tommy, and he says, Hey guys, really love this show. I know you are busy with your other projects, but you should release these weekly, because I'm finding myself (laughs) watching X-Men the animated series, and noting parts that I think you guys will laugh at. I can't wait this long. Anyways, (laughs) love your content in general. I actually hadn't been exposed to it until I heard Maddie on Achievement Oriented, and I'm already tearing through... uh, let's watch two movies. Uh, I'll throw Atomic Blue some funding on Patreon soon. Thanks and keep Yay. it up.
0: Oh, that's thank you. That's such a nice email. Thank so you for your glad. Patreon pledge. By yeah, the way. thank you
1: and also thank you for just like listening to everything and going through Let's Watch Two Movies because Mary Ellen and Maddie are brilliant together. Oh, uh, to answer your it's question all
0: Mary now, Ellen, I'm just also there. I mean,
1: that's probably true, but uh, <laughs> she's
0: the funny one. <laughs> that's I
1: mean, when we did Team Sexy Bay, that's how it was too. But uh right now we can't make this weekly yet because but
0: uh, it's something we both would like to do if we could just trust us we're really busy
1: (laughs) we're really busy right now and uh editing a podcast takes a lot of time and editing video it takes a lot of time and you know now that i'm editing video again (laughs) i know but so maddie's sort of like the audio guru and i'm the video guy and i'm trying to pick up some audio stuff so maddie doesn't die uh
0: <laughs> yeah anything two <laughs> podcasts that are regularly like two hours long right not a great idea guys right but, but trust us we would love to be putting out episodes more frequently and i think i'm gonna get better at audio editing and maybe maybe the rest of the atomic blue t- team can learn how yeah to do well that's too. that's
1: that's the goal so we do want to eventually make this weekly that's the direction we're heading in but we're not there yet so stick by us be patient we'll eventually get there because we have to get there if we're going to also plow through all these other ridiculous series. I know.
0: We have so much further to go with this, so we need to be able to put out episodes weekly. Yeah. Alright.
1: And then we have one other one from Morgan, who says, sup guys, maybe it's a bit obvious, but I think Wolverine was probably way into Morph's shape-shifting abilities and used him to play, <laughs> play out his fantasies. Not entirely sure what those fantasies would be in parentheses, Sabertooth? But there's no, <laughs> oh, way... <shit. laughs> but there's no way he could he wouldn't exploit that sure it sucks for morph but i think he might have had at least some fun it was a complicated relationship to be sure uh thanks for the awesome podcast and mm. ps your head canon has basically changed the way i see the x-men i can no longer see the characters without thinking about the bizarre relationships they may have with one another <laughs> not sure if it's a blessing or a curse
0: Welcome to our brains. We're incapable of watching this show without shipping all of the characters and now you have to endure I mean, it also.
1: I mean, that's the way we are with every show, but specifically anything that has to do with X-Men or Resident Evil or Star Wars, where are just like, everybody is gay and dating.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know if I can get on board for that Sabretooth Wolverine pairing though, because that's I mean, a little messed up even I, for me.
1: <laughs> I have been into it before. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I, th-
0: right. I think
1: sometimes both Wolverine and Sabretooth, since they like are they have to become feral sometimes and they just they just need to fucking get it over with.
0: Yeah. That that animalistic way of dudes dudes you, on dudes. <laughs>
1: yeah, the animals just can't be caged.
0: All right, fair enough. It's it's not my kink, but I respect it. <laughs> that was a lovely email. I'm sorry that we've ruined slash made this show better for you, uh, Morgan. I hope that's,
1: I don't know about you, but that's my goal with this is to, to make everybody realize all the X-Men are gay as fuck. They so. are
0: incredibly gay. I hope that people like are willing to get on board with that with the show, because it's seriously the only thing we talk about. Like I mean, In every single episode so far, <laughs> we're just like, and then Magneto and Xavier describe their relationship. It's
1: almost as if there's a section dedicated to who's the gayest <laughs> on the show. <laughs>
0: i'm just pointing out like even the entire rest of the episode is just us talking about that but anyway <laughs> it's fine i'm glad people enjoy the show yeah i am glad Yay! that and
1: if you want to write into us you can email us at themutantages on g- at gmail.com and you can ask us any questions or you can like make comments about previous episodes or just you can. comments you can in tell general us your
0: favorite ships your favorite relationships from the show yeah
1: if we get a fact wrong, you can yell at us yeah, uh,
0: you, can, you can, although that hasn't happened yet. No, um,
1: not yet, but I'm sure I will eventually, so...
0: Yeah, especially for those super long Who's That X-Men segments. I'm sure we fucked up some Marvel canon, uh, Well, so. that's.
1: I think Marvel's fucked up Marvel canon, so...
0: <laughs> Great point.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you can email us over there. Uh, and you can also, you know, subscribe to this show on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you could leave us reviews, especially on iTunes... Uh, That would be fantastic.
0: It's awesome to get reviews. It's how people find the show. If you subscribe and and leave a rating or a review, yeah, totally, that's one way. And uh, another way is if you just tweet about the show or show your friends.
1: Right. And this show is also part of our big production team, uh, atomic blue projections, which you has its own Patreon. So if you like the show and want to help us keep making more of these because equipment gets pretty expensive. And I know Mm -hmm. that Maddie has to replace some parts. So she can continue editing, uh, you know, you can find her Patreon at Atomic Blue Productions, and I, we post probably like once a week on there for different tier levels. For backers. Yeah. yeah.
0: For If you're a backer, then yeah. you, get, you get some cool stuff, and we have other shows. So yeah, check it out. Yeah,
1: and uh, you can go to our YouTube channel, too, which is at Atomic Blue Productions, and that's where we put pretty much everything that isn't a podcast. So where can we find you, Maddie?
0: Oh, right. I also have a Twitter account. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could follow that if you want. It's Mitty Myers, and Ryan has a Twitter account also that you should definitely follow, which yep. is Ryan Pagella.
1: Yep, and you can also go to my Instagram, which is Ryan I post on mm-hmm. both pretty frequently, and hopefully at some point we can do our our X Men Apocalypse rewrite, which that we keep is on talking happen. about. Yeah, it'll happen. I'm also trying to convince Maddie to do a Let's Play of the X Men Arcade game with me.
0: We can do that. That game is like infinite long, right?
1: Well, until it's, it's you fight Magneto and he's like, welcome to die. Right,
0: right, 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 right. right.
1: So uh dibs on dazzler sorry okay you can have storm though actually no i want I do storm I like
0: playing a storm y- okay. in that game
1: <laughs> i was like i'm but like you
0: apparently wanted to be dazzler <laughs> i
1: did i mean i usually play a storm because i love creating her tornadoes i also like yeah, colossus because yeah, yeah. he like cool. he like randomly has a force field power
0: colossus is cool <laughs> there's, there's some good characters in that game all right well let's close out the show and say goodbye because uh, i actually was somewhere. just gonna
1: start reviewing the next episode Oh, my God. Where she's going like no. to transition and right into Let's Watch Two Movies. Mary Ellen's here. She's ready to go. I didn't watch the
0: second episode yet, so I can't review it with you. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, thanks for listening.
1: Did we ever figure out a closer?
0: <laughs> no, we didn't, and I keep thinking about it.
1: Uh, Mutant Alarm.
0: Mutant Alarm. Uh, that can't be the closer.
1: No. This is the Mutant
0: ages, ages. <laughs> oh my god we should find a fucking Shakespeare quote no that was what that's what Beast would do no I'm shutting that down already I'm not show. doing
1: that okay. <laughs> you could do that if you want I'll leave fine <laughs> All right. I'll,
0: I'll not do that then
1: alright thank you for listening fellow mutants
0: we said thank you for listening thank you. I can cut it off there. thank you
1: thank you again <laughs> thank you thank, thank, you. You. thank,
0: thank you. you thank you <laughs> it's just fucking stupid Ages, ages, and Follow us at AtomicBlueProductions.com or support us at Patreon.com slash productions.